Anyways, the message title this morning is uh, Bursting the Enemy's Bubbles. And so I'm going to read through Psalms 103, uh, just the whole chapter, so just bear with me. It's our main reading this morning, so um, here we go. And also, too, just to warn you, this morning might be a little different. Just a little warning. So, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. So the Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He he made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, I love this one, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Some other versions say, as the father loves his children. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field. So he flourishes. For the wind passes over it and is gone. And its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. And those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of the Lord. Bless the Lord, all his hosts. You ministers of his who do his pleasure, bless the Lord all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul.
<laughs> amen, amen. Now, I'll tell you, it was interesting to watch some of your guys' reaction from up here. Uh, some people were like, what's going on here? Some people are, yeah. Others were like, oh, I want to save this. Is there substance to a bubble? There's very little substance. When you, when you see a child react to a bubble, a lot of times, like I said, they want to reach out and pop it. They want to maybe preserve it. Some, some kids don't like the feeling of the bubble on them. But there's all kinds of various reactions. But one thing that was spoken last night in the service when I asked that question, and I feel it's needs to be mentioned this morning because it goes along with the message, is that when I asked that question, an individual shared, there is no substance to that bubble. It's easily popped. And I want to share this morning that when the enemy tries to distract us because of Christ in us and what he's done for us, His distractions are easily popped when we listen to our Lord. Now, I will share last night, very briefly, um, because I'm limited on time. Last night was crazy. If you ever want to come to a crazy service, come to Saturday night service. That's where the crazy service is. And it it looked like it was going to be crazy in a bad way but it was crazy in a good way. I'll be sharing this morning a part of my testimony, but um, what had happened at the beginning of that service, I was struck in the face by an individual that was having an issue last night. It shook me to my core, actually, for a moment because it brought back a flash of emotions of what I'm going to share today and what had happened to me. I was struck in the same area that the testimony is about by that individual. And that individual was just having a hard time that night. And they are uh, one of our special needs persons. And you know what? We have to have that grace and compassion even in that moment. But it also, in that moment of all those emotions coming back, I could just feel God say to me, Jeremiah, my grace is sufficient. Lean into me. You got this. Because it almost completely threw me off. (laughs) So it was crazy. But if you want to come to a crazy service Saturday, not saying that you guys aren't crazy, but we had a good time last night. So, So this morning... I'm going to share, like I said, about bursting the enemy's bubble. And you know, in the Greek, there are two words for our one English word, word. The first is translated logos. So when John says the word became flesh and dwelt among us, that's the logos. Logos is the rational or written word of God. So when you talk about the Bible as the Word of God, that's the Logos. Example, 
We uh, currently in my group on uh, Wednesday night, we're going through a teaching that's part of Danny Silk's material. Um, and we're doing a section called Conversations with Jesus. And a lot of times as believers, we, we give a Logos answer for a question that also needs a Rhema answer to bring life to that situation. And a question that is asked a lot of in this teaching that they bring forth is one simple question they ask people to ask. Jesus, what do you love about me? And typically people will give a quick logos answer and not press into the rhema answer of what God wants to share to us. They'll say stuff like, I know Jesus loves me and he died on the cross for me. You know, this is, it's great theological, it's a great theological answer, but it is it the rhema answer that God wants to reveal to you. You actually have to press in to hear it. You might ask, why do I need to hear a rhema when we operate in our Father's kingdom? Sometimes we get this idea that scripture is enough. And don't get me wrong, scripture is very powerful. It's what brings forth the rhema revelation. And you know, in reality, there's a physical thing about our body's brains. Our brains have two parts. There's the rational part of our brain, and there's the emotional part of our brain. The Logos tells us that God is good, and he's a good God, just like it showed in this passage as we are reading through it. His mercies, his remembrance of our sins, you know, it just shows his goodness towards us. He forgives all our iniquities. He heals our diseases. He redeems you from destruction, crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. His righteousness... His justice makes known his ways to us. He's slow to anger, abounding in mercy. And he shows us great mercy. And we get to live in his house. But with knowing all this logos, how do I not forget all these benefits? Because it says at the beginning of these, remember all my benefits. So how do I not forget them? Well, the other word is that Greek word, rhema. Rhema is a means of God communicating his will to an individual. A rhema is an inspired word from God birthed within your own spirit. Rhema appears in verses like, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. The rhema of God. The interesting thing about this is you can know the word, you can know the logos, but it's not until logos and rhema combine that faith really comes alive to the praise of his glory. Praying for the desire or the benefits is asking for the rhema in the situation. For this to work, you have to hear Jesus speak to you. It can't just be your theology. You need to actually experience Jesus speaking. I'm going to show an example here of our emotional brain and our rational brain. 
Please watch this video of this snake. David, if you'll kill the lights real quick. Wow, you guys had a really good response this morning. <laughs> uh, I still, every time I watch that, my I even know, I've seen it many times, and I even know what's coming. <laughs> uh, and I can feel that adrenaline in me even watching that again. But, you know, some of us jumped. Some of us got anxious as we were watching the snake pan along. Um, and even some of us, even though we might not immediately react, we may, like I'm experienced because I've seen it many times, a heightened awareness or an adrenaline rush. And the reason this happens is your emotional brain reacts faster than your rational brain. But your rational brain is more precise. So your emotional brain has a hard time telling the difference between a snake on a screen and a snake in real life. So usually after the first initial reaction, you calm down because you realize it's not real and the fear begins to dissipate. Your rational brain is slower, but it's more precise and does know the difference between the snake on the screen and the real snake. The way they work is the rational brain is the linear thinking of your brain. The emotional part of your brain attaches an emotion to the memory of an experience. So an experience happened to me. And I shared this portion of this experience to the youth uh, a couple weeks ago. And um, it was about what had happened to me at my job. And I, I work for SHRMS. And I currently work in their IT department, but at this time in my life, I was a manager. And some of you have heard this story. And, uh, but anyways, um, there was a robbery at the store, and I was telling the youth about it. And uh, it resulted in me sustaining some really significant and traumatic injuries. And I was telling them about the part, about the blow to my face, and that I took, you know, that blow that I took... To to my face, to the left eye, it ended up, as we're we're going to show here in this picture, uh, not of me, but just a picture of a skull, just so you guys know. But uh, the lower part of your eye here, it it broke that part, shoved my eye backwards, and uh, all those bones in the back there, it fractured them. Well, the funny thing is, is one of the youth... uh, went home after the meeting, and just to protect their identity uh, and remain anonymous uh, here this morning. Um, oh, David. No, we need a little more anonymous. There you go. Thank you. Uh, so just to protect their identity, upon arriving at home, they shared with their mother that <laughs> the punch to my face made my eye get shoved clear back into my brain. <laughs> It's funny sometimes what teenagers can hear. 
And, you know, like I said, some of you may not have heard this story, so I'm going to give you a, a brief cliff note version of the story this morning. So I start out the day like normal. I'm getting ready for work, and I hear audibly in the house, today will be a trial. My first reaction was, hello, who's there? <laughs> I even looked through my house. Uh, somebody's in my house. <laughs> um, and it wasn't a parrot saying, today will be a trial. <laughs> but anyways, um, oh, then I realized, wait a minute, that was God. And so I was, okay. Anyways, the day went on, and um, I'm at my job, and uh, these individuals came and robbed the store. Uh, it was a very traumatic event. You know, people were hurt. I was hurt severely. Um, but, you know, in re- after the fact, I went through even more stuff emotionally afterwards. But I was raised, which there is a good part of this, I was raised that you, you speak to that thing and you cast it off. And there is a biblical principle to that. But I was doing it from a Logos point of view. I was having a linear, linear reaction to it. I was going through the steps. I was saying, because I was having major anxiety attacks to the point that my wife was having me take me to the hospital because I was, thought I was dying. And I would be like, I, I break this off in the name of Jesus and I cast this down. I don't accept this. You know, all stuff that I had been brought up, you know, to do. God will supply all my needs according to his riches. God, you are my strength. He is, you are my comforter. But here my emotional brain is saying by its own experience, because that's what our emotional brain does, it attaches to an experience. Just like when you watch that video, we know some people, our experience with snakes is, uh, uh, I don't want to deal with those things. <laughs> some people love them, but... Um, But my emotional brain is like, I'm going to die. I don't care what you Logos brain is thinking. I'm freaking out here. I need some help. You know, God's rhema grace, once I began to pay attention to what God was trying to say to me, he releases that rhema word that I needed so that his mercy and grace and his healing power could be released to that part of my brain so that it could heal the emotional side. It was everything I needed in that moment. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's not just a financial blessing. All your needs. His riches are so vast. It's not about just money. It's about healing. It's about provision of peace, a provision of grace, whatever is needed. We have a God as a father who is able to provide for us with ease. Just like those bubbles, with ease, he's able to pop the lies of the enemy if we just reach out for the rhema 
word. This shows you that God will always settle your situations, no matter what, if you learn to press into not only the logos, but the rhema that he is releasing to you. Yes, God, release the rhema word. Release the rhema word so that I can, and I promised David after this one I wouldn't use balloons again in my sermon. I have the enemy bubble bursting power that needs to go with that Logos word. Now let's jump back to when I was sharing with the youth. And while I was sharing with the youth, I felt an impression from the Holy Spirit that he wanted to release another rhema word to me, another enemy bubble bursting word regarding a certain point of that day. And it was the word at the beginning of the day that said, today will be a trial. I told the youth at that moment of feeling that impression, I wonder what would have happened if I had asked God for the meaning and solution. The rhema to go with the logos. I was already, I'd heard that and I was already declaring, okay, God, I know you got me, you know, I'm, it's cool, and, you know, and uh, I just declare that, you know, it will work out today. And I was proclaiming the logos after getting that word, basically saying to God, hey, thanks for the heads up, but you know what, I got this. I know your word, I got this. Then, a week later, David preaches on freedom from fear. And here's a snippet from that sermon. From Moses. So we're going to start with verse 5 of chapter 1. It says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. There's a lot to unpack there. But the first thing, it's hard to miss. How many times did the Lord command Joshua to be strong and courageous? Three times. Did you notice that? Do you think Joshua might have needed to hear that? Now, wait a minute. Wasn't Joshua one of the ones in his youth, one of the 12 spies who was strong and courageous? Remember 40 years earlier? They sent 12 spies into the land, and 10 of them came back with a negative report. Oh, there's giants. They have walled cities. They have iron swords. We can't take this land. And Joshua and Caleb were the two that said, yes, the Lord is with us. We can do it. And so here he is 40 years later, and he still needs to hear this message from the Lord. Be strong and courageous. I just think that's interesting. It shows you how he had this character, but it was also the way the enemy was trying to attack him was in that place, 
because that was why he was the one who was chosen to replace Moses, because he had that, but the enemy was going to, going to go after him in that way. So what happened 40 years earlier, the Israelites listened to the ten, not the two, and they... One little last part here. If God tells you to put bulletproof glass on the south side of your house because an attack is coming, which side of the house do you think the attack will come? The south side, right? You know, a word from God is an indication of how the enemy will be attacking. Reading between the lines for Joshua, I'm guessing the plan is, from the other side, to tempt him toward the opposite of being strong and courageous. Tempt him towards being weak and fearful. And so God is ready with the message that he needs to hear to counteract the way the... Every time I hear that, it still gets me. Today will be a trial. When David said that part about the bulletproof glass on the south side of your house because an attack is coming, which side of the house do you think the attack is coming? The south side of the house. And he goes on to share, the word of God is an indication how the enemy will be attacking. We need to be pressing in, receiving the rhema, provision, and benefits to once again burst the enemy's bubble. In that moment, as David was preaching, both Sean and I simultaneously looked at each other in the sound booth with loving eyes. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. But we were responding to a rhema word that was being released in that moment. I could hear God so clearly in that moment say, Jeremiah. That's his still small voice there. My word to you in the morning was a word to thwart the plans of the enemy that day. I know Dan tells us, let's speak up here, don't, don't Monday morning quarterback the situation. You know, and I, I thought about the whole incident, and I was just like, man, if I would have pressed in for the rhema, just like God has done multiple times in the Bible where he has brought forth to Israel how to defeat the enemy. Yes, Lord. And the plans. So like in this same situation, pressing into the rhema word of God that he had released that morning, would God? Yes, he would have. Given me the plans for that day to stave off the hurt that happened to all those people, not only to myself, by pressing into the reign of God, word of God, we gain access to release and expose the lie of the enemy and the destruction of the enemy to keep those safe around us. But you know what? 
Thankfully, we serve a loving and merciful God who released over me, even in the midst of this whole ordeal, protection for my life and well-being during that event. Now, that statement by that youth that we kept their identity hidden, there's a truth to what they said. If I had been hit just a little bit harder, just right, my eye could have been pushed back and causing trauma on my brain, which also could have resulted in death. Then also there was a woman there at the store that day, and before the whole thing happened, she walked out the door and she responded to a rhema word of God that said, will you step aside and begin to pray? She came to me afterwards and told me this story. She wanted to see how I was doing. So before the event, she stepped aside and began, the Lord instructed her just to begin to pray over the events that were to transpire here shortly. Then upon my arrival to the emergency room, a one in a million chance that the surgeon on duty that day was a plastic surgeon. And even the other surgeon in the emergency room said, you know, if I would have taken care of your face, you would have a big, nasty scar. But the plastic surgeon did micro sutures, and I have a very tiny scar right here because my face was ripped open from here, clear down to here. That's the amazing part of our Heavenly Father. He also surrounded me with a loving wife, a supportive family, and friends, both here at New Song and around, that helped me receive the rhema word and lifted me out. Even in the midst of the circumstances, God still released the rhema word to go with the logos. Because in Romans 8, 28, he said, no matter what, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purposes. Even in my fault in the morning of not pressing into the logos, God knew that I loved him. My heart was for him. And so you know what? God's going to work as hard as he can to the good for those who love him, to those who are called according to his purpose. And even though I didn't press into that rhema word in the morning, I still got to burst the enemy's bubble. Burst the enemy's bubble of anxiety. Burst the enemy's bubble for healing. And I asked my group, as we read over this scripture, I didn't get to do this last night, but I'm going to get to do it this morning. One of the individuals that I chose this morning asked for them for a word over this scripture, and this is what they got. Our Father has such an immense amount of grace and love for us that nothing we do will ever change his mind. His unmeasurable love isn't 
determined by what we say or do. And it will never fail because of our love for him and his grace for us will never die because of his endless favor for his children. Remember, Rama can start by just asking a simple question. Jesus, what do you love about me? You want to start hearing the rhema word of God? Just take a moment to press in and ask God, Jesus, what do you love about me? He, sh- he shares it in the scripture, but ask him to bring it to life into your soul and your being. Just an example, the part of the scripture says he gives good things for your mouth to eat to renew your youth. Let me tell you this. Sometimes, the one thing I learned, sometimes we pray for the healing when somebody's in a circumstance. But what if we start listening to the rhema word and we declare healing over our family before it even comes. We listen to the plan that God is releasing to them. Why are we responding for when it's festered at its worst? When God has the plan at the beginning to respond to the rhema word. But like I said before, he is so merciful that even if we're in the midst of the circumstances... He's more than gracious to release that rhema word because he forgives all our iniquities. He heals our diseases. He redeems you from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. And we get to live in his kingdom. We get to live in his kingdom. Church, to To the praise of his glory, let us receive the fullness of not forgetting his benefits by fully remembering and experiencing his benefits, joining the logos with the rhema, bursting the enemy's bubble. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this morning, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I just pray right now that you just release an impartation of each one of us, how much you love us and care for us. How great your tender mercies abound for us. Your love for us, Lord. Holy Spirit, flood this place right now with your love for us. That no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're experiencing, that your love ministers to us and is releasing that rhema word to us for that situation. I just declare that in the name of Jesus. Amen. And Jeremiah, you can use balloons all you want for your... Yeah.
Ralph, thank you very much. That's really good stuff, isn't it? Well, may God give us uh, increasability to hear his voice and to uh, pop those enemies' bubbles. I think that those are illustrations we won't soon forget either, right? May God's favor be on you, his love be with you as you go. We do have a pastoral care altar team here that will be up front to minister healing, minister miracles in any area that you have a need that you'd like prayer for. We have not because we ask not. I'd, I'd love to see more asking of, for, for stuff at our altar service because we really see, we know that there's needs. And we want to believe God with you for breakthroughs, whatever those needs might be. Remember, we love you and God loves you. We love you at home. And uh, may God's favor be on all of us and all that we do. Have a great week. Amen.